Experience Milwaukee is presented by Few Spirits, Indeed Brewing, Cost Stereophones, and Transfer Pizzeria Cafe. Their generous support allows us to highlight all aspects of the city of Milwaukee, something we've been doing since 2018. Thanks for listening, and now, on to the show with Milwaukee's very own Black Belt Theater. And we're back. Adam. Hey, Steve. How are you? Uh, good. <laughs> uh, great to hear. That's all I have to say. The podcast is over. That's great. Welcome to the Experience Milwaukee <laughs> podcast. Shortest episode ever. I thought this was the Adam podcast. I'm your host, Adam. This uh, is my trusty sidekick, Steve. And Hello, everybody. Uh... You know, Adam, one of the best things about this podcast is uh, the partners we work with, and we are currently enjoying some products from one of our most gracious partners. Yes, I've heard of them. Indeed. Uh, You have. Um, (laughs) I was hoping you'd slay that uh, (laughs) softball. That I just threw to you. Good work. Um, I know you have some new jokes. I'm not going to ask you those new jokes. Okay. Oh, do you want me to say them anyway? I'm I'm thinking if you we should pick one of the new jokes you have. Okay, I will. <clears throat> All right. What's the what's the most? Appro- I got it. I'll yeah. do it. All right, go. I'll you follow ready? along, or like I'll play my part. You do the joke. Oh, I'll play yeah, my part. I'll just, yeah, I'll just I'll just hit you with it. Oh yeah, what? Is that a bottle of hand sanitizer oh. in your pocket? <laughs> or are you just happy to be within six feet of me? There you go. It's hand There's, sanitizer. That was my new jump. Yeah, it's hand sanitizer. <laughs> you okay? Shouldn't have taken a sip you after okay? you. Uh, yeah. I didn't expect you to respond. I thought we were just going to move on. Take it easy. Uh, yeah, so no, it's, uh, it's actually hand sanitizer. Calm down. So um, in the same building. I've got a Mexican honey here. I've got the same. Yeah, you're choking. That I almost choked on, but I, um, I pulled through, as to not spill or miss any of it. And here's something I did not remember about this delicious Tallboy Imperial Lager: eight percent alcohol. Oh, I knew, I knew it. I that's why I grabbed it on my first sip. I was like, "Ooh, I remember that flavor," and um, I remember thinking. So I had the light version first, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Oh, cool! They have tall boys." So I I tried a tall boy, and I was like, "Bam!" Flavor, flavor, and you fell down. It hits you so fast; it's so good. Yeah. It's anyway, cr- it's, it's off the charts delicious. Potentially my favorite, indeed, beer. Oh, see uh, now amongst many, I have a real problem, and I think. Uh, this is why I'm so excited about the show tonight, today, now, this show. I don't know what the time yes. it is. People are listening. But <laughs> why I'm so excited is we have with us Jeff and Patrick from Indeed. One of them is out there selling and marketing the beer. The other one's making this crazy stuff. Yeah. Guys. And we won't tell you who. You'll just have to guess. We'll, you'll have to guess. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? <laughs> 
for having us. I think we'll, it'll be pretty clear on who makes the beer. And who <laughs> <laughs> pretty quick here. We like to introduce a little mystery here at the Experience po- Milwaukee podcast. Pat- and, Patrick, uh, yeah, Patrick will not allow anyone to lay claim to his fine creations. <laughs> you could, you could stump a sales and marketing person pretty quick on uh, mm-hmm. uh, beer science. Um, I, seriously though, I have a, I do, and, and this is in complete honesty, have a really hard time picking my favorite. I, I, if I had to act, actually rank them and I was, I was drinking the Porter a little earlier before the Mexican honey, but if I had to rank, like I really fell in love with the Milwaukee honey that came out on black Friday. That's awesome to hear. We're, uh, almost down to our last keg of that too. Yeah, I was uh, I was in there the other day and uh, I had some. I was in the. Is that why they're down to their last keg, Steve? Uh, Adam, it could be, (laughs) it could be just you know. So guys, uh, let's do this. Let's uh, twist this up a little, Adam. Like uh, we've had indeed on before. We had Tom on before and talked about a lot about the the brewery itself and you know um coming to milwaukee coming to wisconsin from uh, minnesota and the commitment to the state and to the city and um and in fact when i was there last week uh tom was there as well and he from what i hear and see he's here often and so we know our listeners if you don't adam we can really just you know challenge our listeners and say if you don't know like go back and listen to that one Yes. Yeah, don't be lazy like us. <laughs> yes, don't be lazy like us. Or me. Go yeah, definitely listen to that. and if and if you have been following along, you know that Indeed Brewing is a beloved sponsor mm-hmm. of the podcast. Yes. Um and we've yes, we've featured them before. Uh today I we kind of want to dive in with you guys. We want to dig in on these two. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Let's let's uh let's dig in on first let's get a just a quick high level background on you both. Um Jeff, do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. I handle sales and marketing for us and I mostly focus on uh, Wisconsin related things and I, I live in, in Bayview, like pretty close to our Walker's Point brewery. Nice. Um, so I'm really tied to what we have happening in Milwaukee as a whole and you know I'm a Milwaukee guy true and true, you know, once a <laughs> here and went to school here and you name it but i've been with the company for about three years and i started um and just really grassroots sales and delivery with us um so i was self-distributing our beer all the way from the twin cities and uh greater milwaukee and a little bit of madison and southeastern wisconsin um and you know i've been along for the ride with indeed in which we've like jumped into a number of like major business expansion projects. Uh, the first big one was working with a beer distributor down here and moving into like more mass retail. Um, but obviously the, the one we'll be talking about more today is opening a tap room in Walker's Point and uh, uh, a tap room that has a 10 barrel system and production and um, pilot beers and a lot of creative things happening out of it. And, uh, working alongside Patrick here and and kind of being um, the key points of contact. Jeff, really quick, 
going back to those early those early days, uh, taking beer from Minnesota, bringing it into Wisconsin, I have to assume that a lot of that was exploratory, um, and a little bit of a research uh, endeavor, trying to figure out like who's gonna bite, who's who's <laughs> digging on this beer right now. Do you remember a tipping point where you were like? Oh hell yeah, Milwaukee's gonna eat this beer up. We're we're golden. Part of the process of us like self-distributing into Wisconsin, we definitely had like some outcome goals, and one was like to explore different markets to understand where our second tap room would be outside of Minneapolis. Um, we also didn't want to be just another out-of-state brewery that sold beer in a second state and just sold beer and kind of had a more careless approach. Um, we wanted to authentically be you know, a Milwaukee brewery and, and brew beer here. Um, that self-distribution toss process taught us a lot about like the who, what, where, when, why, of how indeed works around here. Um, and, you know, you guys had talked to Tom in the past already as well, but we became really intentional on, on the city of Milwaukee, it being like our second biggest city that we sell beer in um and being home to me and um eventually home to like our key one of our key business partners our beer distributor um and just seeing like a lot of opportunity in the brew city to like this craft beer renaissance that kind of happened here in the last um four or five years it became an opportunity for us to be a part of so yeah all those kind of things lined up and and Walker's Point became the neighborhood that we decided to explore a little further. And that was really intentional. It's not about like, hey, let's find space to like operate another business. It was more like, let's find space where we can be a real community member and like have a real true feel and be really connected to what Indeed wants to do as a whole, but be a part of the neighborhood. I love that you picked Milwaukee. I, I hope you had a, a big hand in that <laughs> being a, a Milwaukee native. Um, and I, I love that. I love that you picked Milwaukee to do some of the um, experiment, more experimental stuff because there's just something about having a brewery in Milwaukee where you're just, you're just like, Hey, we have this crazy idea. Why don't you guys try it out and let us know what you think? It's just there's <laughs> something so collaborative about that, and uh, the way Indeed has approached coming to Milwaukee from Minnesota. I, I a lot of times when I'm talking about Indeed, I barely even mention the fact that the, that it's a Minnesota brewery that came to Milwaukee because you guys have set up shop here. It's been really fun it's been really collaborative you, you're doing stuff with other breweries in milwaukee we get to taste some of the crazy stuff that you guys are cooking up and that kind of leads us into <laughs> our buddy patrick here adam when when you were asking jeff about his journey into self-distribution and bringing stuff here i thought you were gonna ask him so how much of the beer actually made it to Milwaukee or Wisconsin and how much was consumed on the trip? <laughs> yeah, we made a, we made a few pit stops along the way, <laughs> a crazy logistical process for sure. There was like a lot of Wisconsin stops at like Culver's and the trip along the way. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, 
he dodged the question, Adam. It wasn't a question, actually, it was an accusation, I think I was making. On, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So we've gotten into the interrogation <laughs> portion of our podcast. But, Great. But Adam, I like where you're going. Uh, because, Jeff, if you, if you, you know, made a pit stop one night and said, all right, I've got to stay here over- overnight, and, like, you opened a beer and had one, who could blame you? Because, Patrick, your creations, what you're brewing is amazing, and I'm just... One in, and Adam, you know, had had kicked this question off, but let's get a little bit of your backstory with the brewery and um, and then what you're up to in Milwaukee. All right, um, I started working for Indeed, just like washing kegs and you know helping out on the canning line and cleaning a lot, and um, just kind of worked my way up through the whatever the production hierarchy, I suppose, and uh, spent some time doing like assistant seller work, and then. Um, worked my way up into like actually producing the work and um, and then an opportunity arose uh, because we were going to open a second location here in Milwaukee. Um, so I applied for that job because I wanted it really bad. <laughs> and, uh, and now here I am. And that's like, uh, you know, it's a, the two locations are completely different in the ways that they operate, you know, in, my time spent in Minneapolis, a lot of it was doing shift work, right? So rotating through different shifts, through the first shift, through the second shift, through the third shift, you're working overnights. And uh, it's, you know, th- that that facility in Minneapolis is producing beer 24 mm. seven. Um, and a lot of it is, uh, you know, you're, you're making a lot of the same recipes over sure. and over again, sure. which you know, like for me, really great practice, right? Uh, a really great way to get experience on uh, being able to predict what you want to make and then getting those results. But down here, uh, our model is a little bit different, right? I mean, we, we only have, it's, uh, it's me, the, I guess, head brewer down here. And then I have a production assistant named Jenny, who just started about six months ago, um, who's doing an amazing job. Um, she's awesome, but it's just two brewers down here. So we obviously can't brew 24 hours a day. And, um, a lot of, uh, you know, this ever since moving down here and starting this position, I've been given the opportunity to write recipes, right. Which I've never done before, never done before moving to Milwaukee. So, uh, not, not even on, like on in the in your house or on the side or anything like that um i guess i did a little bit of home brewing many many years ago but it wasn't comparable to, you know that was for me and my friends right yeah, but this yeah. way you know way bigger you know hopefully i would hope that hundreds of pairs of lips are gonna drink this liquid not just the five gallons that i can make at home right so sure. uh the you know, the risk reward or whatever you want to call it is, uh, you know, you have to pay a little bit more attention to, to, uh, the details of the recipe, um, than just, you know, if you're home brewing. So how, um, this is not, I'm not, I'm totally not trying to offend you by this question, but, oh, whatever, go but, ahead. but how the hell I, I maybe cause my mind is just blown because I could never do anything even remotely close to this or cook or anything, any kind of ingredients. I suck. 
how do you go from basically, like you said, running, you know, higher production, uh, you know, same recipe kind of stuff to these creations that are just like home runs. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> very kind of you. Um, he's a natural and we're lucky to have him. He, um, he's definitely ran with like his knowledge before actually writing his recipes directly to, uh, to kind of piece it all together. I mean, it's, um, there's a lot of legwork that's, you know, put in front of him to get him here. And like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a good fit. I kind of like what I said before, when you make the same beer over and over again, and it's, you know, the number one selling beer out of our lineup, right? Mm -hmm. You get a sense of how to build a recipe, even if you're not even thinking about it. If you're looking at that recipe every single day, um, you're going to know it really, really well in ways that you don't even understand until, for example, you have to write your own recipe and I have this template that's, that has been, you know, I had this template that was placed in front of me essentially. And then you can tweak the template kind of however you want. There's different methods of brewing. There's different, uh, you know, ingredients. Uh, there's, you know, new kinds of hops all the time, right? There's all these new experiments. <laughs> um, and then, you know, even, even in the, like the category of yeast, there's in the past few years, there's been this new yeast strain that's been discovered and rediscovered yeah. and uh, we get to mess around with that. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So, so yeah, Adam's tried to, to read uh, some of the yeasts that are used oh, in different God. beers. <laughs> yeah. They, I had a, I had a meltdown just on them. the podcast <laughs> while I was trying to read some of the names of the yeast strains that they were using in, in um, a couple of beers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, come on, guys. It's yeast. <laughs> Can't we just say yeast? And I'm realizing now that there's I, – I knew then, but I'm uh, in my white-hot rage, I was just <laughs> frustrated. And um, drunkenness. But, yeah, <laughs> the, old, the old drunken can't-speak rage. <laughs> Um, I'm realizing how, uh, how much all these ingredients play such a crucial role in, in an end product. Yeah. And Patrick, we're just going to have to take your word for it, that, that the, the process you described of learning and it kind of, you know, sinking into your head and then you go on your own and do it and you've got all this, you know, knowledge you've been not, unaware of soaking up, like that's just pure genius stuff. Like, so we'll just believe you that that's how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um, just blindly do something for many years yeah and, you know try it on your own one yeah day. i i i don't it's, that doesn't it is kind me. of like the best way to get a skill not thinking about it just doing repetitive repetitive and then you and then one day as you're like just given some responsibility or a lot of responsibility and you start writing stuff and you're like holy crap i know how to do this guys i want to and and you can both, uh, I've I've heard Jeff speak about the different beers. What inspires the stuff that you guys do there? I think uh, um, something that again we weren't really like aware of, but we just kind of fell into this pattern of of creating recipes, uh, and it's apropos to the neighborhood, right? Is um, kind of uh 
I don't know, a lot of the beers that we've, a lot of the one-offs that we've made down here are inspired by Latin America, Latin American cuisine, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, or earlier this summer, we um, made a beer that you know, we wanted to make something that tasted like eating a cut up mango with tahini sprinkled onto it and lime juice, you know, squeezed onto it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was like a, a Mexican fruit cart inspiration or Latin American fruit cart. And like some of these things drawn from the neighborhood, but you know, Patrick and I try to draw some different things from some travels too. You know, him and sure. I spent some time in Central and South America and we connect on those things and we have a little conversation about something we saw or tasted or heard when we traveled and um, bringing that into fruition or like a memory of that travel or that moment if it was you know backpacking at a certain point in your college years or maybe it was even a childhood moment where you were inspired by this flavor of a popsicle or something <laughs> But like, yeah, that's, that, that's been one connecting thing. Uh, but yeah, like as Patrick was saying, like the, there's definitely been a commonality with like the Latin inspired cuisine things. And, um, yeah, we him and I have connected on that for sure. And, um, I think the, um, the Coquito beer in particular that Patrick just came out with was like a really cool example of that. Um, a horchata beer before that and um that's a theme i think we're going to keep rolling with yeah we have our own you know you two are drinking a mexican honey right now which that's more of the the name comes from the provenance of the ingredients right not necessarily the flavors of the beer right Uh right Um, but you know there's there's kind of a a family of those beers, um, you know, it, all, all of them use this orange blossom honey from like pretty much right in the center of Mexico. Uh, there's these orange groves, um, but you know, there's Mexican honey, there's the Mexican honey light. Um, we barrel aged some, um, and that's, that's Mexican cousin. I don't know if we've actually had that down here. I haven't seen that. that. Yeah. Me neither. We wanted to add another, what family member, I guess, to the, to the family of the Mexican honey family. So right now in a tank, we have kind of like a Negro Modelo, uh, Mexican honey. So it's mm. a, a darker Vienna lager that we, you know, added, added this orange blossom honey to, um, and we'll be releasing that in a few weeks, I think. So, um, you know, that's, that's something there it's fun to have established brands, right. That, once again, there's this template that's there for you and you can tweak it and add to the, you know, add to uh, the value of that brand or like how much fun it can be to just like add something else to something new to something that already exists. All I can say is God bless you. <laughs> Keep doing well, this. Well, and then, yeah. I mean, and then there's a wild card with, um, pistachio cream ale and the coconut macar I, I never know how to say this word right macaroon or macaron um tomato. i i still haven't had either of those but those are the next two i'm swiping up you know i i the pistachio cream ale was a huge surprise to everyone i think i mean it it was uh 
as kind of the, how do you say, the, the research and development branch of Indeed as a whole, down here, uh, we were tasked with trying this recipe out. And the first time we made it, it was just, it was an unexpected hit. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, you know? Um, and sometimes, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we've been talking about tonight, right. It's about the story of indeed, right. And the story of, uh, the brands, like I said, the Mexican honey brand, right. And sometimes you don't have to like, sometimes you don't have to build a story and there's the, <laughs> Just, yeah, sometimes there's just, just kick-ass beer yeah. being made. It's just damn good beer. <laughs> That's the story there, is that it's a surprise, you know? So uh, it's wonderful to have those moments, too. Yeah. Those are just, just as exciting, if not more exciting, than the ones that have that rich story. The rich story is always fun and exciting to tell, but it's it's those, those certain recipes that you try this and you're like oh my god this is so good what inspired this i don't know it just tastes awesome yeah <laughs> me i inspired it because i made yeah. it so drink it and shut up that's what i would cool. say asking for a story guy yeah, cool to uh, not be able to be surprised by ourselves anymore you know i mean i want to be surprised sometimes by what we're what we're trying to do so yeah mm -hmm. i love it um Let's go a little like uh, rapid fire, like uh, off the cuff, kind of just a couple questions and quick answers um, because I have a couple here. And uh, first one would be this: first thing that comes to your your your, your mind, either of you, either of you can jump in. But what's the most common question you're asked about Indeed or the beer? I mean, a lot, I, for me, it's like, what's next? I think that's a beer industry mm -hmm. thing in general. Everybody wants to know what's in the tanks right now. So, so you're, you're, what you're telling me is you're serving up this great beer and they're like, oh, this is all super great and we love it, but what, what, what's next? What are you doing next? Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of that craft beer industry, um, ADD, I guess. I words, yeah, so Pat, Patrick can never sleep. Yeah, yeah, so, and like, you know, I'm obviously on the sales and marketing side, so I'm, I'm alongside with Patrick on these R&D things on like where... Where things are going, you know. Yeah. Um, what you're hearing on the streets. Yeah, yeah. So, I think what's next is a big one. I think another big one is like, when is this coming back? You know, sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. It just we, you know, we make a one-off and then we move on to the next thing, like Jeff said, and we forget about the stuff that we made before. You know. <laughs> there, those make them. That's just it. Makes it all the sweeter when that post comes out about a re-release yeah you know and you're like oh guess what guys it's coming back it's like the mcrib <laughs> you know but delicious beer and not <laughs> weird fake formed meat <laughs> i'm kidding totally kidding uh okay rapid fire number two what's something people don't know about indeed or the brewery or milwaukee or what you guys are doing one thing i might highlight is uh, we have an infusion program here, so sometimes when we release beers, we're actually altering a, a, a finished keg of, of a current beer, and that's a, a program that Patrick has ran with really well, and his assistant, Jenny, has as well. Um, so basically, we're taking beers, like it could be a Mexican honey family, it could be um, the Paloma Sour, um, and we're doing um, like an infusion keg for that. Um, so that's, that's something we highlight because it's a way for us to 
um, kind of like bring new life to, to a beer, um, get people engaged with the brand in different ways, and then like really get explorative with flavors. And like, there's like nothing off the books when we do an infusion, like Patrick and whoever else, myself, anybody could come up with something crazy and it might be on an infusion barrel. Nice. Count us in. Yeah, we're Seriously. in. For, we're in for that. Yeah. Okay. I kind of have, you know, Jeff kind of tipped me off behind the scenes to the answer to this question. And if, guys, I'm just going to say, Adam very well could scream really high pitched right now. So I'm just going to. Oh, what? Here's I'll the, mute my mic. High pitched scream coming. Here's the third rapid fire. What's new? Or what's coming up from Indeed here in Milwaukee? Going back to what you guys said was the most common question you're asked. Our next beer release, we're going to release a beer on a Saturday. So normally we release beers, new beers on Thursdays. Uh-huh. Um, but we're going to release a beer on Saturday, uh, February 13th. So the day before Valentine's Day. Perfect. And the reason that we're releasing it <clears throat> on Saturday is because we're bottling it. Um, so we're doing another, our second bottling run, um, since being down here. So we're making, uh, or it's made, I guess we have, um, eight, 8%, uh, sweet stout. that was brewed with, uh, cacao nibs and, uh, and cinnamon. And, uh, once again, returning to the Latin American cuisine theme that goes that that tastes like um like a, a churro that's sprinkled oh. with sugar <laughs> and chocolate sauce right um oh. uh so i we felt like uh, reverse engineered this beer we thought why should we release a new bottle well maybe we should do it around valentine's day and like what sounds uh what sounds sexy right like what are people going to drink on valentine's day um so we decided that this like sweet dessert, you know, big dark beer would be perfect for for staying at home and uh, drinking drinking a beer with your loved one Valentine's Day. I can't <laughs> wait, guys. Adam shoves small children <laughs> on his way, on his stomping way to get the last churro at any event. It was it was specifically the uh, farmers market. He'll pick them out in, of the grass the, at the farmers market if the, the wind blows the them all. Yeah, in the downtown area. Well, I, there's just something yeah, about the churros know. that they make. You'll be happy to know, Adam, that we are having uh, a churro pairing here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see you there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we have a uh, ceviche from Bayview and their partner restaurant, Kampali, on Brady Street, um, coming down to serve tacos and churros to pair with the beer. And of course, um, COVID measures in place during the beer release if you want a beer here, but also all those type of things available with the bottle release to go. February 13th, eh? February 13th. Yeah, so count me in. Peruvian style churros, which I'm told are a little bit different in the way they roll the dough. Uh, but 
we're working with Carlos and Ceviche and excited to bring him in. Jeff, double the order. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to eat that much. <laughs> Adam, I'll probably have at least two. You you can take it to go. Yeah, one 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 for there and then one for the road. You have two in your hands at any given moment. Like That's a good point. I will yeah. double. Well, no, no, no. I'll have to hold I'll cinnamon to like all on your too. face and, you know, churros <laughs> in your hand and your mitts. <laughs> that is very exciting, guys. Yeah. I assume this was uh specific to the scheduling of this podcast <laughs> you guys thought that far ahead you're like oh adam likes churros you know what let's do a churro beer and yeah. we'll say it's about valentine's day or whatever <laughs> let's and, pretend uh, sure. we'll just <laughs> we'll just tell him on the podcast and let yeah. him lose his mind the rest of the week are these gonna be uh 750 bottles or are these 12 ounce bottles or what nope they're uh they're seven 750 bottles oh, um, nice and we'll even have them uh Dip the, the tips will be dipped in wax, so they'll look extra. The uh, the Milwaukee Honey Black Friday beer, they those those bottles were sexy. They were. I almost didn't want to open mine. I was pretty worried because it looks so great. <laughs> it looks so great. But then it's, I remembered there was beer. Worry some in, until you're like, it's there's meant beer to inside. Be, yeah, it's yeah. meant to be. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's meant to be enjoyed. And then you go, okay, I'll crack it open. I did <sighs> keep my bottle for at least like two or three weeks. I did, I had trouble parting with it, but you just smell I, it. I, I finally did. Yeah. You just kept tipping it into your mouth. Like there's gotta be a little bit <laughs> left in there. There's a drop left. Yeah. There's a drop left. Condensation. <laughs> uh, cool. Hey, uh, this has been incredible. And, um, I think the last question we throw at you guys is when we throw at everybody is just like, I, I personally love the Insta feed. Uh, but, is that is that the best place or <clears throat> besides the website, you know, you can order on the website, but what are the best places to kind of keep in touch with everything happening with indeed Milwaukee? Um, yeah, I mean, we're, so we're like on most social platforms. I think Instagram is, is the place for a lot of like happenings and, and beer releases and images and all everything you can do without tasting the beer. Um, but indeedbrewing.com is is the link to um, both of our tap rooms and how to order beer. Um, we have online ordering, um, even some like, um, like curbside and pickup options available. Um, if you're able to call our tap room um, and place an order ahead, um, and then available for limited seating in our Walker's Point tap room as well, um, with you know all the set happenings we've we've talked about and, and more to come you know and um, excited for 2021 with like what can be with like a handful of new releases here and and all the things so um yeah and deepbrewing.com and instagram are good ways to follow us um also you know we're, we're down home people if, you, if you're able to make it here and, and say hello patrick and jeff at the walker's point tap room um ask for us um we, we love to talk about beer and connect with people that's a big part of what who we are and what we want to do in milwaukee and um ingrain ourselves into the milwaukee beer scene and um be good neighbors uh newsflash you guys have done it don't worry about that anymore you guys have yeah. done it yeah well i mean continue to do it no, yeah i'm not saying stop 
But, but you have you have definitely. Yeah, you yeah. guys have killed it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, you'll f- forever be a hero in Adam's mind <laughs> with the churro. A churro hero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we found the headline for this podcast. Oh gosh. All right, guys. <laughs> this has been super fun. Uh thanks so much for coming on. Uh thank you even more. I know we gave we give you a lot of love here and um and we you are you guys are a sponsor of the of the podcast, but it's sincere and like it's well we, deserved too. Yeah, we wouldn't bullshit people and mm-hmm. and like the tap we didn't even get into the tap room vibe and all that stuff and it's such a beautiful place. Um in and, and even now the way you guys are managing it uh safely to have people in there um and then you know the parklet and the heater outside you know all that stuff so um just you know thank you so much and and this was super fun for us oh thanks for having us it was uh this was a lot of fun to just hang out and talk about this stuff yeah thank you guys I, we appreciate you both and uh we're here 530 south second street so hit it up yep. hit it up people Adam, Steve, you know, you know where we are. Where are we? Churroland? Well, that's where you are. I have, I have I completely sh- gone off the rails. Excited. We're at the end of the show. We're at the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess asked we are. you not Aren't to we? scream. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> I waited. Hey, I waited till the end of the episode. All right. Well, you to know, lose it. you know, and now. Milwaukee's own Black Belt Theater. With a new EP out now on Spotify. Now we're in-